Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Y'all play like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never played football before. Because of nothing. You hear me? They please just like we do. Yes, sir. They sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, sir. I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then let's play. But that team us too. That gives us two. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Talk for 3.9 News, Money, Sports. I am the host, you're the co-host. You can text in 806-855-3712. Lots of basketball going on. Michigan State's taking an 11-point lead. The Gauchos of UCSB taking a lead on TNT against Baylor. The under-four timeout. 31-29, the Gauchos leading the Bears. Kennesaw State also still up on Xavier in the second half, five minutes in, 15 remain. 51-38, Xavier losing the Musketeers. In trouble. Yesterday in the bracket, some interesting matchups. Furman beating Virginia. Princeton beating Arizona. Uh, Alabama all of a sudden figuring out a pretty easy ride to the finals. Unless they get matched up with one of these hot teams, maybe Furman can uh, create some magic. San Diego State looking okay. In their first round matchup against Charleston. And obviously West Virginia yesterday, the first Big 12 team and only Big 12 team to lose. Houston beating Northern Kentucky. Not a Big 12 team, but will be. Texas beating Colgate. Kansas hammering Howard. Uh, I mean, no surprise. And then Arkansas beating Illinois. Terrence Shannon Jr. scoring 20 points in the loss. Terrence Shannon has now lost twice to Arkansas in an NCAA tournament. If Baylor loses to the Gauchos, that is a weak, weak moment for the Big 12 with two of those teams, both in the South, losing games uh, that they should not. Uh, more action today, obviously going on. We have been through it. We will keep going on it. About a minute left in that Michigan State USC game. 
But we also have Texas Tech baseball this weekend. You can certainly text in about Texas Tech baseball. How many games do you think Texas Tech wins on the series? And I want total home runs for the series. Total home runs, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State together. And I'm going to set that, you know, the weather is interesting. I'll set it at eight and a half. Total home runs, both teams. Eight and a half. That's what's coming up this weekend in Texas Tech's world. Last night, the Lady Raiders winning game one of the NIT, the WNIT. I was in the building. Very good atmosphere. It seemed like the whole middle sections were full, just packed. There were even people, you know, around the outside in the horseshoes, Uh, but Four four and a half thousand people there announced attendance. Very, very strong showing. And now you get to do it again on Monday night, 6 p.m. with SMU coming to town. So back to back, back to back opportunities for the Lady Raiders at home in the WNIT. And uh, Coach Gerlich referenced if they win again, they might get to keep hosting. So this is what it is in the WNIT. Until the last couple of games, you get to play at home. If you have the means and and are one of the seeds that uh, is allowed to. And I'm sure Texas Tech will do everything in their power to have the Lady Raiders at home as long as they can be. So very good showing against UTEP. Bailey Moppin with some big shots. Bree Scott with some big shots, as always. Huge first quarter that allowed them to not coast the rest of the way, but not have to struggle too bad. UTEP did throw some punches, counter punches in the third quarter, but you kind of withheld and uh, stayed on top there in the fourth. I think it got down to maybe five. Before the Lady Raiders really iced him out. And uh, Bailey Moppin with the dagger late to really say, no, I mean, you. thanks for coming out. Up by 11 at halftime. Some coaches in action over the weekend uh, that may or may not have some implications for the Texas Tech job. Oral Roberts just got rocked. Uh, North Texas beat Alcorn State in the NIT 69-53. And speaking of NIT, people still talking about Grant McCaslin. Uh, This texter, who is a Grant McCaslin fan, says Tech won 27 games in 2021-2022 and reached the Sweet 16 with defense. Tech averaged 72 points per game while making 60 fewer threes than opponents. This season, Texas Tech averaged 73 points per game, but allowed eight more points per game. Tech did not play great defense this season. Offense was not the problem. Offense was the problem. The problem was you didn't you weren't good at either. You were not good at offense this year, but you also didn't have a great defense. When you have the number one defense in the world, 
which is what they did last year, yeah, you can go to the Sweet 16. Absolutely. 100%. And when you have guys playing out of their gourd, like uh, Adonis Arms, and you have some really solid offensive pieces like Bryson Williams, and you have a guy who's an automatic double-double in the tournament in Kevin O'Banner, and you get to play Montana State, and you're a three-seed, yeah, and you sweep Baylor in the regular season, yeah, you're a really good team last year. Really good. But you didn't make the Sweet 16 because you were focused on defense. You made the Sweet 16 because you were one of the best 16 teams in the country last year. Just happened to be playing the best defense in the world. There's a difference between going to Sweet 16s and winning national championships. And... We're not saying you can't win with Grant McCaslin. It's just a really thin margin. A really thin margin. You know who else generally plays great defense, doesn't play great defense this year? Baylor. But they also play offense. You know who plays great defense but also plays offense? Kansas. Do you know who plays great defense but also understood that they need to go and get a bunch of offensive players and shooters? Texas. You can't ignore offense and just be great at defense. That's the point. And in some ways, Grant McCaslin feels like he does that. And while Chris Beard had some success, a lot of success, the most success that anybody's ever had going to two straight Elite Eights, a Final Four, and a National Championship appearance, focused on defense. He also had one of the top five offensive players in the history of Texas Tech basketball in Jarrett Culver. And he had Matt Mooney. And he had Davide Moretti, who shot 50% during Big 12 play from three. And he had Brandon Francis, who's a dead-eye shooter from the corner in big moments. He had Tariq Owens, who is the single-season record holder for blocks in a season at Texas Tech. And he had Norris Odiase. Like, that team wasn't a national championship appearance team because they were great at defense, because they focused on defense. They also were great on offense. They also had an incredible culture. Like, it's more than just, hey, we have a defensive mind. I'm not anti-Grant McCasland. Grant McCasland would be a fine hire. Just fine. I'm just looking for more than that. I'm looking for more than fine. I want to swing for the fences here. <laughs> Thank you to the texter who recognized my uh, joke at the end of the Raiderland. Uh, this texter looks like we'll be making our hire soon. It's Miller time. He might be available here in about uh, 30 minutes. Hey, Jacob, hope you're having a great Friday. Do you think Tech has a good chance at winning the series this weekend, considering how fire the bats are? 
Also, some are saying the Gauchos are cursed. Thoughts? Uh, if the Gauchos are cursed, why are they beating Baylor right now? Also, Connor, sup, dude. It's Amy today. So, Amy, sup, dude. How about that? Uh, that's from Grande Polo. Apollo. Poyo. He signs it, your best friend. So, thanks, Grande. We'll see you tonight. Uh, Rob, what do you think the... Oh, this is a loaded question. Rob, what do you think or want the Cowboys to do next? I saw a possible offense that could include B. John Robinson as a backup running back and DeAndre Hopkins. That would be a scary offense paired with a scary defense. If B. John Robinson is drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, he should be the starting running back. Tony Pollard off an injury. I know, I know people love Tony Pollard. Um, if you draft a running back in the first round, he should be your starting running back. That's the only way it's worth it. Keep Tony Pollard in his role. Play them both. Now, people are saying that, well, DeAndre Hopkins seemingly wants to be a Dallas Cowboy. That is being reported uh, that from his camp, he would like to go play with the Dallas Cowboys. He would make Dak Prescott better. He would make C.D. Lamb better. He would make the running game better. He would make the team better if he's on the field. The issue there is, I believe this is reported by Jane Slater, I don't think the Cowboys are in a position or want to make that trade. Would I? Look, in my Madden GM brain, that makes a lot of sense. And I would say, why not? Really? Why not go get DeAndre Hopkins? Um, but in my real life football brain, I don't think I would draft B. John Robinson. Now, I definitely want to draft a running back, but I would focus on a third or fourth or fifth round running back. Isaiah Pacheco was a sixth or seventh round running back for the Chiefs. You just don't have to spend draft capital at the top of the draft. And in the Cowboys position, I also would not draft offensive line in the first round. They've done that too much. I would try really hard to go find some big bruiser, especially if you just want to focus on the running game this year. I mean, Trey Smith, I go back to the Chiefs. They just draft better than everyone else lately. He was also a fifth or sixth round pick. Now, he had some, he had some concerns, which is why he fell, but you go back to Leal Collins. He was undrafted, should have been a first round pick. So you, you can go find that guy on the offensive line. I don't know what I would do in the Cowboys draft right now. You went and got Stephon Gilmore. Do you need another corner? Do you trust Anthony Brown to return? 
Are you keeping Jordan Lewis? Do you think that you can be deep enough in that secondary drawn bland? As a rookie, showed out pretty good. Do you think Kelvin Joseph will improve? Is there a safety on the board that could really improve your defense? If you don't want to get DeAndre Hopkins, do you go wide receiver first round? Do you shore up the linebacker room to keep Micah Parsons near the line of scrimmage? Do you draft an edge rusher so you can keep him off the line of scrimmage? More? I don't know. Uh, There are a lot of options for the Dallas Cowboys. And I think they should be active in the trade market. But I just... I don't know what the next step is for them. And I, I, I know Mike McCarthy wants to run the ball. Um, but you can't, you can't just run the ball in the NFL. It's just not how it works. You, you need to run the ball, but you can't just do that. Right, let's take a break. When we come back, back to the text line. More NCAA basketball will update the scores when we return as well. To Rob Bro Show, Talk 103.9 News, Mighty Sports. Welcome back to Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. This texture on the Cowboys respectfully disagree about the Cowboys' first-round pick. We need O-line like we need O-line and would like to go after an all-conference caliber center. That will make the rest of the line better. We're too thin at O-line to be average. How about this? Go trade for somebody. Go get a free agent. The draft is not the only place to get an offensive lineman. The Chiefs just moved on from a... I I hate that I keep going back to the Chiefs, but they're just better than everybody else. They just moved on from a Pro Bowl left tackle and went and got a guy who was better from the Jaguars. By too thin, I mean not, not enough depth. I, I got it. You don't want fatter offensive linemen. Yeah, I got it. It's too thin. I understand. I <laughs> I got it. Uh, hey there, Joe. Thank you. Why are some tech fans obsessed with McCasland? Uh, tech doesn't need to go shopping in the bargain bin for coaches anymore. I think that's a little unfair to Grant McCasland. Uh, but there's a reason he hasn't moved on, right? I mean, he's still at North Texas. He could have been hired the last two seasons and wasn't. Uh, allegedly, he could have been waiting for the Texas Tech job to reopen. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But until you go hire a big name... Again, you haven't. Chris Beard was not a big name at the time. It just made sense for him to come back to Texas Tech after spending a decade as an assistant. He was a rising name. That was his first opportunity. Now, you did get Tubby Smith. 
national champion, Hall of Famer Tubby Smith to come to Texas Tech. Stayed three seasons. So, two seasons? Three seasons? How long did he stay? I have no idea. Somebody else asked if uh, Dusty had told me who Texas Tech was going to hire. No, yeah, I don't. I don't. Uh, Dustin is not on my speed speed dial. Dustin Wobble is not on my speed dial. But I just, man, I don't know. I don't know who Texas Tech's going to hire. And again, I, I'm not anti Grant McCasland like some people. I, I just, I'm not pro Grant McCasland either. I'm just neutral. Back to the Cowboys conversation. Cowboys could trade for the Bengals left tackle that is demanding a trade since they picked up Brown. I don't want a Bengals offensive lineman. Though, actually, if Lyle Collins gets cut um, because they move that guy to right tackle, I would take Lyle Collins back and play him at left guard. I would do that. Uh, and then they say uh, D-Hop is no better than OBJ. The drama would be too bad. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. And I would take OBJ. It's the Dallas Cowboys. We're not talking about the Texans. We're not talking about, you know, the Broncos. We're not talking about the Chargers. We're not talking about the Packers. We're not talking about the Jaguars. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, the media intensity would pick up if OBJ was there, and it would be a clown show. It's always a clown show. It's the Cowboys. There's The scrutiny is at an 11 already. There, it can't go higher. There's a reason Terrell Owens finally found a home with the Dallas Cowboys. The team is bigger than him. He imploded the Eagles. He imploded the 49ers. The Cowboys can handle it. Nobody's bigger than the Cowboys. Nobody's bigger than the star. You're not going to create... The problems are already there. Jerry is the problem. (laughs) Nobody is more of a personality or more drama than Jerry Jones. Like, it's just already there. It's priced in. Does not affect the team. It's just... it, and it. I guess it does affect the team, but it doesn't affect the team anymore because it just already happens. All right, let's take another break. When we come back... Tech Baseball, Oklahoma State Baseball. I'll give some predictions. We'll talk about who to watch for with Oklahoma State. They've got a couple of hitters. Texas Tech does too. They've got some stuff Oklahoma State does. We'll talk about them. It's Rob Rose Show. Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Welcome back. Now in the street there 
Rob Rush Show Talk, 103.9 News, Money Sports. I, I'm going to give you some stats here. Texas Tech Baseball. Overall, Gavin Cash hitting 487, uh, 33 RBIs, 7 home runs, 14 walks, 548 on base percentage. Very good. Very good. Nolan Hester at home, 506 on base. Sorry, total Austin Green, total 512. If you go to the home batting average and statistics, in Dan Law Field, Gavin Cash, 531. On base, 584. 32 RBIs, 7 home runs, 5 doubles. 34 hits and 64 at-bats. Gage Harrelson right behind him. 413. Austin Green at home, 395. Kevin Bazell at home, 339. Tracer Lopez at home, 333. Hudson White at home, 325. Nolan Hester, 298. The on-base percentage of the starting lineup, 584, 519, 529, 469, 395, 434, 529. Cash has walked and struck out about the same. Harrelson has struck and walked out about the same. Austin Green at home, 15 walks, 2 strikeouts. Bazell, 15 walks, 8 strikeouts. Nolan Hester, 17 walks, 4 strikeouts. This is all at Dan Law. You're playing at Dan Law this weekend. Mason Molina at home, 1-0, ERA. Brendan Gurton, the starter tonight, 2-5-7. Both have pitched 14 innings. 20 strikeouts for Molina at home to 7 walks, 11-9 for Gurton. Gurton has to control today. He has to find the strike zone. Oklahoma State has only played one true road game this year. One and two, neutral site, 13 and one at home. On a 12-game winning streak, Nolan Schubert, a freshman, batting 424. 16 strikeouts, so he is susceptible. But batting 424 on base of 528. Chase Atkinson, Aiden Miola, Rock Riggio, you recognize Rock Riggio, I'm sure. This is a team, though, that will strike out. Miola has three walks to 20 strikeouts. Riggio struck out 18 times, walked 16. Nolan McLean has 19 walks, but 22 strikeouts. You can get them. Now, they're two starters. Stevens and Watts Brown, very good. Stevens, uh, a reliever, but has pitched 22 and a third innings in three appearances. 
sorry, three wins, seven appearances. So about three innings a game when he comes in. Watts Brown has four starts. Then you have Carson Benj with two starts, Brian Hendry with two starts, Ben Abram with two starts, Braden Root with two starts, Brennan Phillips with four starts, Jansen Kiesel with three starts. So they have one All-American starter. Uh, Their no-hitters were combined no-hitters. They've turned seven double plays. Texas Tech has turned 25. In my opinion, I think Texas Tech, because this game's at home, this series is at home, I think Texas Tech has the edge. Texas Tech should win this series. If Oklahoma State wins a series, would I be surprised? No. Oklahoma State's really good. Oklahoma State ranked higher. Oklahoma State thought of better by the national media. And I would say that if Texas Tech wins this series, it would be an upset nationally. Certainly because of the rankings. Today you'll have uh, Girton versus Hendry. Hendry, a junior, he's 1-0. and Last start against Utah Tech went six innings, 13 strikeouts. Gave up two earned runs on five hits. He's a 4.09 ERA total. Hendry on the year has started two games, been in three, has only thrown 11 innings. Ten hits, five earned runs. And again, you go back to Girton. Girton total, 2.95 ERA, four appearances, three starts, 18 innings. 12 hits, six earned runs. Pretty even. A game extra, but even stats. Whoever wins this game tonight, I think wins the series. Tomorrow will be a pitcher's duel, I hope. I hope. If somebody gets to a bullpen early on Saturday or tonight, this series could look a lot different. But in my opinion, because this game is at Dan Law, you should win two of three. I think you should win every series at home. Texas Tech is that good at home. It'll be Gavin Cash's first Big 12 series as a starter. Of course, he was at Texas last year, so he knows the drill. Playing behind Ivan Melendez. But otherwise, a lot of the guys, maybe besides Bazell or Harrelson, they've seen a lot of action. They're newcomers, but they've been around. Hudson White, obviously, been around the Big 12. I am interested to see what you're going to do uh, in the outfield. The projected Texas Tech lineup 
which does not mean it's going to be the lineup tonight, uh, will be Hester, Harrelson, Bazell, Green, Ty Coleman at DH, back in the mix, Gavin Cash, Hudson White, Jarrett Curtis, the freshman, in center field, and then Tracer Lopez, the shortstop. We'll see how that all goes. Back to the text line. Is your bracket busted yet, Bobbert? Um, I was nine and what is it, nine and seven yesterday? This texture, Rob, I'm scared for tech with big Hendry on the mound for OSU. Certainly a scary name. Certainly a scary name. All right, let's take another break. When we come back, more Rob Bro Show, more textures, more fun. It's the Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Welcome back. Final segment of the week for the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports text line 806-855-3712. Somebody else texted in. I lost it, but... Uh... Oh, here it is. Uh, do you know that if it's true that Jerome Tang expressed disinterest? Um, I don't know if that's true, but here's how I feel like that conversation went. Uh, tech to Jerome Tang's agent. Hey, would you have interest in taking the Texas Tech job? Agent to Tang. Uh, no, I really like it here at Kansas State. Love Texas Tech. They're a great program. Tell them thanks, but no thanks. Uh, back to agent, agent to Tech. Done deal. That's what I assume. I do not know. I don't know. Um, but I don't, Tang doesn't strike me as the kind of guy to go to a place completely buy in and then move to another big 12 school in the first year. It just does like, like would Joey McGuire go to Oklahoma state if they fired Gundy this year? Like it just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like a natural thing. I'm not saying that Tex Tech's not a better job. I just don't think that Jerome Tang personally would be interested in leaving after one year at a place. This texture, 450 brackets remain perfectly. Not sure if they include Ted Cruz or Laney Wilson. I don't think they do. My bracket would include Laney Wilson. If that's what you meant. Final thoughts on this Oklahoma State series. I do think that Texas Tech has a bit of an advantage uh, in the bullpen. They've got a couple of guys, a couple of arms out of the bullpen. Um, But I just, I think you're deeper. And I can't say this enough, you're at home. Now, you went 
on the road last year to Stillwater. You were not favored on the road last year in Stillwater. In fact, everyone thought you were going to go down there and get trounced. You swept them. And you did it fairly easily. I mean, it was a... It was a it was a good series for you, and I want to say it was a a thing where their their um their play by play guy and the color guy who's the coach's dad were just like openly saying, "This is ridiculous. How is Texas Tech beating you?" Texas Tech is no good this year. And you beat them 7-6, 9-3, Saturday is going to be an elite pitching matchup. Sunday, you both have questions for a Sunday starter. Tonight, tonight is the game you have to win. Tonight is a must-win for Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. In this series... It generally is this in the Big 12. The Friday game is the most important game of the series. Last weekend against Iowa, that Saturday game was really good because you had two really good pitchers going. That's going to be again this week. But if you can limit their bullpen by getting to their starter early tonight, huge for you. Flip side, Huge for them. I believe this Xavier game should be over. I know they're up two. Now they're up three. With two seconds to go, Xavier stormed back. Went in the second half by ten, up by three. Baylor creating some space with uh, the Gauchos. I said early in the first half, or midway through the first half when it was tight, that 12.5 line looked good for Baylor. Uh, the Gauchos actually took a lead into halftime, 36-35, but that generally, generally teams like Baylor can stretch it out at the end. Generally. Now, sometimes Princeton or Furman stick around and beat you. Uh, it looks like Kennesaw State has fouled, or Xavier fouled. Nope, Kennesaw State fouled. Xavier up by four, second left, that game's over. Baylor getting some turnovers now. If the Gauchos hang in there, if they're within five, five minutes left, anything can happen. Absolutely anything can happen. As uh, Baylor gets another turnover. Dangerous. Six-point lead for Baylor, 54-48. And that's after a three from oh, Baylor just got a three back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think Baylor will win. I think Baylor wins. I think it was a 12 and a half point live line. I, I think they cover. Uh, we'll see if I'm cursed or not. We will certainly have more Dallas Cowboys draft talk coming up in the next three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, whatever it is. 
A long way to go for the draft. Tyree Wilson's name still being mentioned in the top five. The Seattle Seahawks have been a popular destination for him. I think there are a lot of good spots for Tyree Wilson. I think he's definitely a top 10 pick. If he doesn't go five, I think there's plenty of other spots there in the top 10. It also depends who trades out. If teams are trading out for quarterbacks and they're getting up into the top five, that pushes back Tyree Wilson a little bit. Um, But again, we'll talk about that plenty more as we roll through. Uh, At halftime, St. Mary's leads VCU by one. Iowa State tipping off in about 10 minutes. And then tonight, TCU at 9.05, Kansas State at 8.40. Both favored. Kansas State favored by 7.5. TCU favored by 5. If somebody loses today from the Big 12, if it's not the Gauchos bouncing Baylor, it's TCU. We'll be back Monday. I've been Rob Burrow. I'll be Rob Burrow. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.